Hi, everyone. This is Richard Beatty. And coming up on Mind Matters. I think for younger kids, there's a neat book called Two Homes. It's, it's not one we created. It's just a simple uh, cartoon book that helps normalize having two homes. And I always encourage parents to get a copy for each household to help read that book. It'll prompt conversations around this new experience of living in mom's house apart from dad's house. As, as kids get older, to understand what teens need from their parents. Because um, I do think that sometimes in the teen years, if it happens when the child's a teenager, that's the time that can really become quite complex. Tammy Daughtry, Part 2, on the subject of co-parenting. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. You cannot define yourself in reference to other external coordinates. You must define yourself internally with your relationship with a higher entity. Stop it! same, you know, parenting styles, same personality, 
and the same values. Even if they, you know, are both Christians and they both speak English, there's still so many differences. So when I look back, Rita, I think the number one thing we did that made a huge difference to protect our daughter is we said, we're never going to talk about co-parent business and handoff. And the second thing that did, Rita, is it actually, by knowing when we were going to do the hard part, it saved my sanity because all the thousands of times we were both at an event for our shared daughter, I knew we're not going to be talking about co-parent business here. So you could so relax. I could, just, I could just relax and yep, be a yep. mom, you know, and, get, and smile and, and focus on our daughter. I could say hello to her dad. You know, her dad remarried when she was five. I remarried when she was nine. So eventually there were more adults. There were more kids at these events. And we could just be respectful. We could be positive in public. That one decision, it saved our daughter's sanity, but it saved ours too. And, and there's a thousand other things I would say about co-parenting, but how we decided to protect our daughter at the handoff and never talk about co-parent business. Truly, we gave her a gift. We gave her a gift of one of the hardest things that kids do, probably 500 to 1,000 times, is physically leave one parent they love and go to the other parent they love and bring all their stuff back and forth. And that gets more compli complicated in high school. Um, boys, not so much. Girls, they want to take their whole room. Uh, those things, right? It's hard enough to be a kid going back and forth, but giving our daughter the peace of mind that she was never going to, you know, we didn't tell her this. We just acted it, right? We modeled for her what two adults can be like, that we can say hello, we can make eye contact, we can help each other with putting things in the car, we can wave goodbye with a smile. And that, I believe right there, was probably three-fourths of giving her a childhood that was stable and free of post-divorce conflict. Okay, so what about the parents? Because I've had, had this where the one of the exes is so bitter and there's so many differences in terms of making a decision. How do you recommend that the two, not triangulating the kids into this, go forward with that? Do you think a mediator going to counseling, you know, to mediate some of these decisions would be the answer? Because, I mean, you can't go to counseling for every little dot and tittle. I mean, at the beginning, maybe you can, but somebody's got to make the final decision, I guess, is what I'm asking. Like, how do you, yeah. how did you navigate that? Oh. If you and your ex were, you know, so opposed, like, oh, absolutely not. This isn't going to happen with her. Right. Well, and, and that happened a few times and it wasn't over, you know, a hill to die on. Um, I would say we both saw some of the, you know, a kid's going to want to do um, things that they think are fun or interesting to them. And every parent sometime in, in a kid's life is going to have to say no to something, right? Because either time, money, or the reality of being in seven sports at the same time, it's not going to work. And um, so figuring out how to talk and navigate the differences, like you said, a lot of times, and I work with co-parents, I mean, that is my work across the country is helping divided parents communicate and have conversations to try to improve the effectiveness of their co-parenting. That's what I do 24-7. And I, I'm set up in a way I can work with people over, you know, over Zoom. And even before COVID, that was, I was doing that because sometimes a parent lives here and a parent lives in another state. 
and they've got hard things to navigate. So I would say, yes, there are mediators that, that can, the mediators can potentially um, help them settle matters if they just cannot see eye to eye. But I, I also encourage the idea of going to someone who really understands the systems in this complex dynamic. So what advice do you have for uh, a parent, a divorced parent, who's involved with someone else, okay, so there's been an affair, and that person wants to bring the child into a new family? How can jumping the gun on that affect the child? Ooh. Well, I work with families that are in that situation. Um, I've got probably two of those right now in real time. So there's not, there's really not an easy on-ramp. I think what's important is that the parent who is backing up one step, introducing your children to someone you're dating, regardless of how they came into your life, hopefully post-divorce, uh, if, if they were there beforehand, that all can get sticky. But before you introduce your children to someone you're dating and, and moving towards a significant relationship with, one of the most helpful things to do for your children's best interest is to inform your co-parent that that's going to happen. And here's why. Kids of all ages are going to want to tell their other parent about that experience. And quite often children end up being what I would call the accidental messenger. If they went to see dad and met the new girlfriend and mom has no idea this is happening, they come back They're you know, after their parenting time with dad and they first thing they want to tell mom is mom, we met daddy's new girlfriend. Well, if mom has no idea that this was going to happen, quite often she will have a big reaction to that and it could be really difficult for children because then children feel like oh no i got my dad in trouble mom might have an emotional reaction right oh no now my mommy's crying it's my fault and and just the reaction to that moment of disclosure can set the tone for a pattern where kids start keeping secrets because they don't want anybody to be in trouble they don't want to upset their parent and so the proactive thing to try to protect children is to inform your co-parent that that's happening. Now, you're not asking your co-parent for feedback or for their permission. It's not theirs to give. But if you're wanting to protect your child from potential uh, difficult circumstances by informing the co-parent, then you're setting the stage that that adult knows. It gives them a little time to process, to think about, you know, I don't know a lot of co-parents that are really happy to hear that. I would say some are because they've moved on. They want their co-parent to, to move on too, but that's a hard thing to, to navigate for an adult. So informing them at least, you know, a few days or a week before it's going to happen so that when the child says something about it, that other parent is ready. They may not like it, but they'll at least have processed it um, and not be surprised by it in the moment. And then the second thing about that, coming back to your other example, what if there's been an affair and that person now wants to, you know, their kids to meet uh, the affair partner? This is honestly going to be one of the hardest things for the whole family system to adjust to 
There's not an easy way through it. Part of the temptation of the partner who didn't have the affair, they're most most of them are going to want to talk about this with their kids. They're going to want to add gas to that fire. I can't believe your mom had an affair. I can't believe that now she's going to introduce you to that person or in reverse. I can't believe your dad had an affair and now he wants you to have a relationship with her. Exactly. And that part of the processing, it can be maddening for the other adult and it, it, it can linger for years and not make any sense as being a good, good idea or person that they want to accept. But again, if you're thinking about how to protect your children, the most important thing for you to do, if you're the partner who um, is, ha- is faced with this situation and your kids are, have already met or going to meet this other person, I, I really encourage you to talk to somebody about that. Because what, what you don't want to do is have your kids feel like they're in emotional prison with you. Because, yes, that's hard. That is not uh, a process of time and space that is natural. Um, it's going to be hard to receive that. It's going to be hard to deal with it. But what you don't want to do is lean into your kids as your counselor or confidant about that. And for the person who's, who's thinking of introducing your kids to this person, I would want to remind them that, you know, the expectation of this going well is probably, um, you know, if, if this was a few years down the road and then you recoupled and it didn't have all these other layers of, of complication with it, it might still be a little awkward for your kids to meet someone you're dating. But knowing, you know, if your children know there was a fair children understand the complications that maybe that caused the divorce, at least in their mind, then this is going to be a really sticky, difficult process. Don't expect your kids to jump up and down, you know, with joy at meeting this new person because this new person, two things I would recommend. One is lower the expectation that they're going to be thrilled and elated to meet this person because for everything you see this person to be, somebody who cares about you, your future together to the children, you know, no matter what age they are, and especially if they're teenagers, this person represents everything that basically imploded their family. Yeah. And it's, it's not going to be a fair expectation to demand that they accept this person, that they want this person around all the time. So what I would recommend is to walk carefully into that next step and to, you know, one of the things that my husband and I talk a lot about in blending families, and especially if there's this piece of the puzzle with it, is that we really recommend that bio time is critical, meaning to continue to have one-on-one time on a very regular basis with your children, or if you have three children, to try to find a way to have one-on-one time with each of those three apart from each other so that as this new person is integrating into your family, the children don't feel like they've been completely um, erased. Because kids feel that sometimes even if it's two years after a divorce and, you know, one parent starts dating and there's no affair attached, kids still can feel some some challenged emotions about this new person because, oh, Okay, well, daddy's really happy because of her. Mommy's really happy when she's around him. But sometimes it begins to, they begin to feel a little anxious about, you know, wait, do I, am I losing my parent now? 
you know, every time I see this parent, is that person always going to be there? If they, you know, when they, when you get married and you're all living together, then most likely every time they see that parent, they're with that other person. And, and that's a careful thing to, you want to build a relationship. You want to try to create some opportunity for real connection, but kids are always going to want to know where do I fit and do you still see me? And so I think it's really important, especially in this kind of puzzle to be clear with the kids ahead of time, you know, that I, I recognize this is complicated and there's a lot of people in your life that have different feelings about this person. And I don't, I don't expect you to call them mom or dad, or I don't expect you to, to feel happy about this right away. It's okay. If you feel confused, it's okay. If it doesn't, you know, you're not really sure what to do with this because it is complicated. I just want, I want you to meet the person and let's, let's take a slow step that way. But we're going to always have one-on-one -on -one time, you know, talk about specifics that you do with those kids that they really enjoy, be intentional to put it on the calendar and do it with them without that person. And that goes again, if it's an affair or it's just a new, re new relationship, you know, two years later, kids always need to know that they're still seen and they're important as new people are coming into the family system. So, you know, I, I both found the families I'm working with right now in real time that are going through this, the kids have a counselor um, and the parent who in one case is already remarried with that person. The other family is not married yet, but they want to move that way. Everybody's going to be part of this process in account in a, in a safe, slow process with the hopes that everybody gets to have a chance to, to share their fears and their challenges with it. And, um, and I would say to be careful not to force labels or force relationship. Um, you know, let, let the kid decide how that, what they call those people, let them decide if they do or don't identify the, the, the new grandparents as a grandma or grandpa, or just miss, miss Rita or miss Tammy, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. those labels can be met well, but to kids who are trying to figure out who are all these new people in my life, it can be really confusing. And sometimes with a blind spot, um, parents can kind of push that too fast and it creates some, some internal resentment. And they might not even feel safe to tell you that, right? They may go to the other house and complain about it. And you have no idea that it's actually that they feel that way. So, um, you know, there are some resources. If anybody wanted to reach out, there's some great books that I recommend when this happens and everybody's an adult. Um, it's not a book I wrote, but there's a great book out on that. And, and I'd love to recommend that if, um, if anybody's working on that and their kids are actually are over the age of 18. Um, there's some, some tools and some, some process to that, but I know we're running out of time. So yeah. Want, so how um, can people get a hold of you guys and get some of your resources? Cause I know you have a ton of them. Sure. Well, our website is coparentinginternational.com. Again, coparentinginternational.com. And you'll find a ton of resources. We do have the book there. We also have a video uh, curriculum called one heart, two homes. Mm. co-parenting kids of divorce to a positive future. There's 31 other guests on our video curriculum, including Ron Deal, Dr. John Trent, Jeff Kemp, a lot of really cool people who are, have something important to say about family and, and how to help people uh, transition, you know, into these new relationships. 
And like I said, we dive into some sticky topics there. Mm -hmm. Um, what if my ex is not safe? Um, there's a really powerful video on that in the one heart, two homes resource. And if, if the listeners, um, who hear this have access to right now media, all of those videos are on right now media. So if you go into your portal for right now media, you search out uh, Tammy Daughtry or you search out One Heart, Two Homes, you'll find those resources right there. Um, and then we also are working on a new project for grandparents. Um, oh, so that's great. We, we're always wanting to create something that helps families. And uh, But on our website, there's ways to be in touch with us to, to hear about certain things. We also have one Heart, Two Homes literally just last week released in Spanish. So for leaders or for parents who, you know, have need resources that are bilingual, we now have that also in Spanish. Corazón dos Argares. I can finally say it now. Yeah. So, um, but we'd love to be in touch. And again, just come to that website, coparentinginternational.com. Um, if you don't find what you need right there, send us an email. We'd be happy to help. Oh, Tammy, thank you so much. This has been awesome. So much wisdom. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. Well, I enjoy you, Rita. You're a lifeline to the world. And thanks for all the work you and your producer do to create this show so that everyday people can, can have access to it. I, I think you're brilliant. And thank you for all the work you're doing to keep your, your podcast alive and thriving. Okay. God bless you, my friend. That was quite a conversation that uh, that Rita Schulte had with Tammy Daughtry. Uh, we uh, had some technical difficulties here and there, and but the audio wound up to be okay. And it's something that I think uh, the content uh, really uh, overshadowed the audio quality uh, of that show. Rita Schulte has quite a few resources, a lot of books, and uh, also uh, if you'd like a copy of any program, uh, we certainly would love to hear from you. Uh, we'd love to hear from you anyhow, and uh, I hope that, uh, that if you need help uh, in counseling, uh, that we would be able to help you uh, find somebody uh, in, uh, whether it's the Denver area. Uh, along the Front Range or anywhere else in the country because uh, we are uh, podcasting as well as broadcasting from KLTT. Uh, but uh, go to RitaSchulte.com, and uh, the spelling of uh, Rita's last name is S-C-H-U-L-T-E, and uh, RitaSchulte.com. And there are uh, there's a bevy of uh, of, of resources there, uh, including um, Rita's many books uh, that she's written. Uh, we also would uh, uh, be happy to uh, get in uh, get in contact uh, with you uh, if you need some help. Uh, we are all always there for you. So uh, RitaSchulte.com, S C H U L T E. In the coming weeks, uh, we uh, we go to season two pretty soon uh, as we come to the end of the year. Uh, if you know anybody who would love to sponsor uh, this program, we would like to hear from you as well. Uh, and you could write to, uh, you can email soundcenturypresents at gmail.com. Mind Matters is a Crawford original radio program and is produced by Sound Century Presents. I'm Richard Beatty, and until next week, have a great week, and please remember that your mind matters. <laughs>